RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, someone who is, in my opinion, one of the most valuable Anons, we'll say MVAs out there, my good friend Enoch, this is going to be his first time on my show. This may be the first time you've seen him, unless you were paying attention. Specifically. He used to be an Anon, and he has evolved into somebody who's actually public. And this is a subject I've been talking about for a long time. I started realizing, when I decided to go public, how valuable it might be for us to really get out there and become a community. Not just people behind a keyboard, but a collective of individuals with common goals, common desires, and a common heritage. Patriotic American citizens focused on truth, liberty, and all kinds of good stuff. The exact opposite of the deep state. Do me a favor, guys. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Well, it looks like a popular video conferencing app is getting sued in an $85 million settlement after they broke their privacy rights for their users. You see, millions of the users on this platform joined together to file a class action lawsuit after it was learned that this company had sold their users' data to social media companies. And this is why I'm such a huge fan of Virtual Shield. Virtual Shield keeps users anonymous online. When Virtual Shield is running, internet activity is encrypted, and that keeps hackers and data tracking corporations at bay. Even ISPs can't get around Virtual Shield. This way, you won't hear about your data being sold on the news. But get this, Virtual Shield has a strict no-log policy and zero hidden fees, and it's fast and secure. I personally let Virtual Shield run in the background of my computer all day. Imagine how much safer you'll be online with Virtual Shield 2. If you've been looking for a way to browse the internet anonymously, you're gonna love Virtual Shield. And right now, they're offering 50% off to all my subscribers for life. That's right, 50% off for life only for my subscribers. If you sign up today, you'll also get a 30-day free trial for the next 24 hours by going to virtualshield.com forward slash redpill78. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, the one and only Enoch. Enoch, how are you tonight, bud? Oh, it's great. It's always great to be on Night Shift. And it's Friday, and I'm here with you, so it's even better. Awesome. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody out there uh, for tuning in tonight. Appreciate you doing this. Appreciate you being here. 
yeah, and I wasn't just blowing smoke up your ass in uh, the opening to the show. You know, you were shared by our favorite Anon something like 30 times. Uh, you have a- an incredible analytical mind. You, you do some uh, really, really great analysis on uh, many key points. And that's something that is uh, extremely necessary in what we do. You know, I mean, we are specifically going after some of the greatest lies of, uh, of our time. And as technology gets uh, more, you know, more, uh, uh, you know, if they, as, as technology, as the technology that is able to be used against us increases, that's what I was trying to get to, uh, you know, so does our, our, our watchful eye that we have to put upon it. And uh, you've been great doing that. I, um, I've been trained. We've been, tra- we've been trained. So uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about you specifically before we get into where we are today. What were you doing back in, um, you know, late 2017? What were you doing before uh, the end of October 2017? Well, uh, I'll go back to 2016 when Trump was elected. Yeah. Uh, I um, I thought at the time, I thought Trump was a fool. Um, I thought he was a celebrity. I thought... Uh, you know, he was part of the elite. Um, I thought that they chose Donald Trump to run against Hillary Clinton just so Hillary Clinton could win. Like She couldn't win against anyone else. Um, I thought they chose him, a buffoon, who what I thought at the time. Uh, and lo and behold, Trump won. And you started to see what he was actually doing with the presidency of the United States. And so to get to your question, late 2017, I was uh, watching, uh, I've always loved a consumer of information. Uh, and I started to see uh, these anonymous drops uh, on the Chan boards, um, which I, as an anon, you don't believe. You don't believe anonymous drops most of the time. Um, it's, you know, 4chan's kind of known for uh, pulling a fast one over on people. And what happened is you started seeing these drops line up with Trump's tweets and being the analytical thinker that I am, um, I had to look more into what was going on and come to find out exactly what was getting said to us on those boards was stuff, information that no one else could have known unless you were close to Trump or you were giving us news ahead of time. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah, and watching it line up with real-world events was uh, pretty exciting as well. So you were active on the boards at the time that the post started happening. Uh, So you had seen these things coming and going and uh, realized that people, they say stuff all the time. I mean, it's the nature of the boards. It's anonymous. People can say whatever they want. And uh, and some people just immediately buy it. A lot of other people, you know, call it out for what it is. But... Were you par- were you uh, particularly political at all uh, before Donald Trump was elected? I was a non-voter my whole life. I was someone that believed that uh, politicians were selected and not elected. Uh, it was, um, you know, I, I always knew our government was lying to us. I always knew the politicians were lying to us. Um, you know, and another, a whole bunch of other rabbit holes uh, I won't get into uh, but I just I didn't believe any of it. I didn't I didn't believe the system. Um, and it wasn't until 2018 was the first election I actually uh, voted in. And it was because of the Q operation that got me into politics. 
So had you been uh, particularly, would you consider yourself to have been particularly red-pilled before all of this stuff happened? Yeah, we we actually back then we just called it being awake. And, yeah. And they, they blew that uh, analogy out of the water. We can't say that anymore. We can't, we can't be woke. Um, well, you know, I, you knew- I like to draw the <laughs> distinction between being awake and being woke. You know, woke is for uh, uh, the, the, the intelligentsia of the left, the people who buy into the CRT and the racism agenda. But, I mean, we're awake. I, I think that uh, that's fair to say. I ran a, a large Facebook group um, since back to like 2009. I started it and it was called open-minded and it was a place where we could discuss ideas that um, deserved merit to be discussed, um, which is a lot of times you, that's when you learn, you know, the mainstream media doesn't have your best interest interest in mind. They feed you a narrative. They don't let you, they don't let you do your, they didn't let you do your own research. They wanted to tell you what to think about that. They don't tell you, they don't share the news. They take, they share the news and then tell you what to think about it. Um, so we started, I started this group called open-minded back on Facebook and we'd talk about what was really going on instead of what we were being told. What was it that, uh, spurred you on to actually start that group? Um, some really esoteric stuff, uh, to be fair, like, uh, um, hidden history, forbidden archeology. span I love that stuff. Uh, Michael Cremo. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of that, uh, I still love that stuff. I mean, that's kind of how I got my name. Uh, that's how my moniker Enoch was something I was using way back then as well. I was actually going to ask you, what was the uh, the origins of that name? It was, again, a little esoteric, but the, the story, once you read the omitted books of Enoch from the Bible, yeah. um, which the writers of the New Testament had their hands on, they mention it. Um, they It kind of sh- shows you there's a lot of science. There's a lot of science that's described in those books, whether it's quantum physics or space exploration or um, genetic manipulation. Uh, I can see why it got kicked out, kicked out of the Bible um, by the people that were in charge of putting the books in there. You know, I, I think that uh, a, a lot of what's in the Apocryphon, which are the deleted books of the Bible, basically, it has... Uh, Telltale signs of the original, like, red pill stuff, you know? I mean, uh, uh, giving people true knowledge. And uh, I've always considered, like, the Catholic Church, I mean, because that's who would have taken it out at that point, um, to be interested in keeping people asleep. And so by removing these particular books from the Bible, they keep that uh, greater level knowledge a secret, and they stop people from waking up and, and realizing some innate truths about humanity and, and about where we're from. It's really, um, even today, it's still fairly demonized to research that stuff, um, to be fair. Like, I, I don't talk about it openly. Like, I'm talking about it with you now because you're asking, you know, the stuff I was into before um, I got into politics. Uh, but this that was it. That was it. So what was it about Donald Trump and his leadership that made you realize that he, he truly was who he said he was? I First of all, first I heard was the mainstream media constantly shitting on him for everything, whether his mannerisms, the way he looked, um, the stuff he said. And it really started to upset me. Uh, it upset me so much because um, I talk like that. I, you know, like, like, there's, we're the side that's supposed to not care what you look like, you know, 
and they're they're making fun of his looks. They're not supposed to care about skin color, and they're making fun of his skin color. They're not supposed to care about. Um, it's it's you have a you have a conversation with with liberals in real life. They don't speak like um, Protestant Christians or whatever. They're not perfect people. And to to shit on Trump for the way he talked was like to me it was like double speak. Like you know, remove the plank from your remove the plank from your eye before you talk about the splinter in mine type shit. Yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of straw man arguments, you know, I mean, just to make fun of him for who he is and how he acts. I mean, it has nothing to do with how he leads or the decisions that he was making. And, uh, you know, the fact that they couldn't look objectively at what was taking place in the country. And the only thing they could focus on was his manner of speaking or the way that he tweeted. I mean, it showed that they they weren't really analyzing anything uh, about the state of America. I mean, then the way that we were going. Uh, for them to try to stand in the way of uh, decisions and, and political actions that would uh, affect Americans in a positive way, it shows that they have no care for, for us as people. They have no care for the direction of the country. It's all about what they want to do for themselves. He, sh- he was showing himself to be, to be fighting against the things I was currently wondering why no one was fighting against as mm-hmm. well. Um, big big tech, mainstream media, um, politicians left and right, uh, Hollywood. Um, he was the, I saw the numbers of the human trafficking arrest, the pedophilia arrest skyrocketing under Trump. And like, ever since they gave us our cell phones to where they can track us and listen to us anytime they wanted, I always wondered why they weren't using that information to actually get the worst people, you know, the, the pedophiles, the child traffickers, uh, and it just seemed like there was a when Trump was elected, the things actually started to change. Yeah. You know, until President Trump was in office, I felt like every single administration was just a series of disappointments over and over again. Like every every president, every uh, uh, you know session of Congress, they come in and they they talk about the things that they want to get done. You know, these cottage issues that uh, the people are, care about or maybe the really divisive issues that keep us apart from each other. Uh, and uh, and they talk about wanting to fix things. But then when it comes down to it, nothing ever got fixed. No real positive changes were ever made. Nothing was ever put into place that would, uh, you know, you know, further the, the, the quality of life for American citizens. And I, I always felt that, you know, perhaps, you know, the next one, perhaps the next one, or, you know, maybe the the president just needs one more, uh, you know, one more session in office and and they'll be able to get stuff done in, uh, uh, you know, at this point. But that was never the case. Every single time it was just the, the same bag over and over and over again. And Donald Trump showed us what could happen if you focused on the things that were really important, that it is possible for a leader to enact change or to clean up the garbage, drain the swamp, if you will, if they want to go ahead and do it and just take somebody get who us out of to war. Do yeah, get us out of war. Exactly. Like, come on. Like, there was no difference between the Clintons and the Obamas, you know, like the, the unit party, as we're calling it now, you know, like it was, man, we were so close. We were so close. We might think things are bad now, but imagine what would have happened if Hillary Clinton won that 2016 election. 
So when did you first decide to um, show your face to, to, you know, show people who you were, not just uh, the person behind the keyboard? Um, That was right before the Take the Oath campaign. I thought it was um, uh, during that, I thought he was making extreme importance to highlight only the people that were doing the videos. Um, not that that matters with the taking the oath, but it was a subtle, subtle message to me um, that here, these are real people. We're real people. Um, we're not just an anonymous person behind the keyboard. It was the first step to realizing that you can affect your local politics. You just come out, just do it. Like it was, um, I don't care. You know, like none of us, I don't care. I'm not a personality, you know, I'm a, I'm a researcher. So there's, it didn't matter. Like I didn't care about like how I looked or someone was going to make fun of me. Like this it was finally time to, I don't know. I give a shout out to nurse deplorable too, because um, it was one of her oath videos that, uh, made me decide how important it actually was as well. I was real surprised when you actually made your oath video. I mean, I was I, I was excited about it. I thought that it was the right move. And I thought that um, as somebody who had been such a, a powerful presence uh, on Twitter and, you know, in, in all the things that we were doing and talking about, for you to come forward and show who you were, I, I thought it showed a tremendous amount of courage. And I really, really respected you. I want to change the thing. Matter of fact, <laughs> we're, we're probably about ready to do it again. I can see there's already a, the community wants to do something like that again. So how have you taken that lesson and uh, converted it into real life action in what you've been doing for the last two years or so? Let, well, you know, year and a half or so. Uh, well, it's, it's, again, it started with realizing that it was time to, I don't know, I, this is a personal story. Let me just preface with that. It's a personal story. Um, and in my everyday life, I didn't have the patriotic um, camaraderie with people in real life. Um, it was through the internet. It was, and that was it. Um, I thought it would be good to like how as an anon, like you don't really ever talk about where you're at or like, well, you uh, let's meet up. Um, you know, but once, uh, once we got out on, once us and I started getting out on Twitter, that's the more of a public realm, uh, way more public than the boards are. Uh, and then we started showing our faces. Uh, it was, uh, the next step was to start meeting. Um, I felt like that was very important is to start meeting. Um, so I started doing, uh, just Michigan camping events, uh, here in Michigan, uh, like weekend patriotic retreats. Uh, and I did that total about seven times now, but about five times in that first two years. But you've also organized a festival. That's what has come from that. Yeah. Once you attend, yeah. once you attend, uh, if you're, once you, if you needed that like camaraderie and you finally get it, you realize how important it is and you don't want to let it go. You want to, um, you want, I wanted to expound on that, uh, and I wanted to share my experience with as many people as possible, uh, which in between the Michigan meetups and now organizing Omega Palooza, there was the Midnight Ride, uh, which was also a part of getting Patriots together. 
But with the Megapalooza, it was just let's do a national event where we can highlight the patriots of our community. And um, I wanted to do something different. You know, I'm a weirdo. I'm, I think way differently than everyone else. Um, I didn't want to go to somewhere where there was like keynote, keynote speakers or a stuffy conference room or it was just like a one day event, you know, like um, I wanted to show patriots what it was like to spend a weekend with a whole group of patriots where the patriots are the highlight. I mean, like, aren't they the highlight of our community? Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, no, but we're, you know, we're, we're just uh, we're a movement of patriots. So getting us all together, it's, um, you know, I also think what we're going through is a modern day revival as well when it comes to being a Christian. So it's uh, the, the fellowship that's involved with, um, with our community is amazing. And I just, I just, you know, talking to the people at home watching right now, if you ever get a chance to experience um, meeting up with fellow patriots, do it. Like, don't let yourself be scared to do it. Um, you know, well, be not afraid, you know. <laughs> and it's, on, we, um, we, have, we, have a, we have a muffin gate situation going on. Hold on, hold on. All right, nobody's here. Nobody's here. Okay. So you mentioned the midnight ride. Were those the camping trips that you were doing before Magapalooza? The Midnight Ride was a project to get as many Patriots as possible down to D.C. on January 6th. Okay, okay. It was, um, I formed four caravans um, and did fundraising to help uh, get about 700 Patriots uh, to D.C. that wouldn't be able to afford to go um, because Trump said he wanted us there. Right, right. D.C. is where we first met. And obviously I'm from Michigan, but we're from two different parts of Michigan. So never got to meet when I was still living there. <clears throat> but uh, uh, let's talk about January 6th. Um, I, I, you were, you're right. President Trump wanted us to be there. And I felt it was very important as well. You know, I was part of another group that went down there or over there, I suppose. On that date, talk to me about the mood. Uh, of all the the people that you were with, you know, what was that experience like for you? Um, well, we were apprehensive, you know, uh, just because we were, you know, situational awareness. We, if you have it, you were at least slightly apprehensive of the situation, um, especially, you know, like on the way on the train into DC, where uh, we took the Metro into DC, we parked outside. Uh, that's when I found out that they had found the pipe bombs um, outside the RNC and the DNC. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, like, here we go. But when it came down to getting to where the rally was at the ellipse uh, in front of the White House, uh, it was a party. It was it was the biggest mega party. Uh, it was amazing. Like, this, so I've never been a part of a group of people that large. The mainstream media definitely did not cover the size of the, 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 the Trump's rally, like specifically, like they like to talk about what happened at the Capitol uh, building on January 6th, but the rally itself was amazing. Big patriotic party. Were you surprised by how many people were there? Very, like very, like I, I, <laughs> I could not have imagined how, how many people were there. So, I mean, you, you, I can't tell anybody. I can't, you can't explain it to everybody. Like if you were there, you know, you were there, you know, 
Yeah, there were easily millions of people. I don't I don't know that we'll ever get a, a full accounting of how many people were there. Um, so where were you when things started to go bad, when you realized that uh, this did not go the way we were hoping it was going to go? Well, I have a, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm guided by the Holy Spirit because I had uh, made plans to meet Anons in real life at the Infinity Statue out in front of the Smithsonian. Uh, and I was on my way over there when the shit hit the fan. So it was never my mission to go up to, to go down to the Capitol building. I did wait around afterwards to see if Trump was going to walk down there. Cause he mentioned during his speech that, um, he'd be walking down there. But, uh, by the time I walked down there, it was time to go meet a bunch of anons over at the Vandy statue. So, at your Magapalooza, uh, tell me what exactly happens at the festival, and uh, and and where's it going to be this year? Well, let me ask you some questions. Do you go camping? I do. Yes, I haven't been camping since I got down to uh, Florida, but yeah, I've, I'm like a lifelong hacker, <laughs> lifelong hiker, camper, <laughs> backpacker. <laughs> all right. So um, you've been to a camp, just a campground, you know, yep. where you have all the different lots, uh, etc. Um, well, this year at Megapalooza, we have a whole campground to ourselves reserved for anybody that's just reserving through my uh, Megapalooza22 at ProtonMail.com. Um, say that Say that one more time because you broke up just a little bit. Uh, Megapalooza22 at ProtonMail.com is where you can inquire to reserve your lot at Megapalooza. And it's uh, it's camping, but all your neighbors are patriots. It's, what, what's the uh, capacity? Well, how many people can come? Well, at this campground, it has some of the largest camp, the site, it's largest lot sizes of campgrounds in Michigan. Um, it's very rural. It, it's buttressed up against the Massey National Forest here in Nuevo County. Um, it's there's 50 sites. There's 50 sites, but there's also a large field that we're opening up for field camping. So if you don't get one of the sites that has electricity, a picnic table, and a fire ring, um, there's still going to be room available um, for tent camping uh, in, in our field. So what city is it actually in? I'm going to say Nuevo County. Nuevo, okay, okay. So yeah. that gives people an idea of where that is. That That's, that's yes. pretty far yeah. north, right? It's uh, about 40 minutes north of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, that's still pretty much uh, uh, central Michigan, but yes, uh, yeah, central. You know, mid east, mid. Excuse me, Midwest Michigan. Yes. Yep. Beautiful area. I mean, like I got some patriots. You know, that are close friends of mine coming in from Colorado, from New Jersey, from Virginia, from Georgia. Uh, so it's not just a Michigan thing. Megapalooza last year was a national event too, and we held that in Kentucky. Um, that we held at a resort, uh, multiple resorts, but we had, uh, everyone congregate at one resort and we had a boat parade for that one. This year is just going to be, um, little, not a resort, you know, there's no cabins, you know, like you gotta, it's open to RVs, trailers and, uh, tent camping. Right on. Uh, do you have any entertainment planned? I, I notoriously am against doing that um <laughs> so it's literally just to come as you are come as you are and come hang out yeah like you literally you the the people who arrive there they're the highlight of the event like right. i'm not bullshitting when i say that like and once you experience that like you know 
I feel like I'd be taking time from, do you know how many intimate connections you get? How many conversations you have? Um, like the, the people have made lifelong friends from some of these gatherings already. Uh, and it's just going to continue to grow. And um, I'm going to continue to do the Michigan meetups, but Megapalooza, I'm going to move around the country each year. That's a great idea. Uh, you want to tell people the date? Um, it's the weekend of July 15th through the 17th. Um, and if you want to come, you're more than welcome to. Uh, like I said, the the whole camp, campground is going to be Patriot friendly. And um, you can, if you want to stay a night early or stay a night late, you can set that all up with the campground. Just uh, hit up that email, uh, megapalooza22 at proteinmail.com, and I can send you the information. Only if you're really thinking about attending. Okay, cool. So you, you don't have like a website or anything set up. Like you want people to get in touch with you, make direct contact. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, listen, uh, Enoch, we got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back after this. Check this out. Ancient civilizations were a lot more advanced than us in a number of different ways. And the most shocking idea is that they knew how to age gracefully long before we ever did. Their secret was a spice that had a fountain of youth-like property, and that spice was turmeric. To this day, turmeric is one of the most widely researched and studied natural remedies to support healthy aging and promote a youthful appearance. And that's why I highly recommend taking turmeric. This wonderful new pill uses a turmeric extract that has 46 times better absorption than typical turmeric powders. This turmeric extract rejuvenates the body and is well known to improve skin health. Ancient China, India, and the Middle East all revered turmeric for its anti-aging properties. But get this, thousands of health experts, studies, and research papers today all support the claims that turmeric has anti-aging properties. Ever since I started taking Ageless Body, my skin and my energy levels make me feel 10 years younger. It really is the modern-day fountain of youth. If you've been looking for a great way to promote healthy aging, then you're going to love Ageless Body. And you can get it today for up to 43% off by going to agewithred.com. Or you can always visit the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, Enoch, and uh, welcome back, everyone. <clears throat> Are there any restrictions uh, in terms of what people can, can't do? Can they bring their pets? Is it going to be a kid-friendly event? Uh, if people are musicians, are they encouraged to bring their instruments? Um, well, it's all typical campground rules. You know, what uh, what they have up, uh, I believe it is pet-friendly. You have to have them on a leash. Um, obviously, you can bring your children, um, but obviously, you know, you got to have personal responsibility for them. There's not going to be a spot where you can just, like... Um, you know, and there's going to be campsites that are going to be more adult friendly uh, as well. So that's all, this, their discretion if they want to bring their children. I know some people that will be bringing their children. Um, maybe my campsite directly might not be the best place for them, though. I was going to say, are you going to set it up like Bohemian Grove style? Where <laughs> 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 you have different sections for different types of people. It, but it, no, but it's just the, the whole thing. That's how it open. works out naturally. Like yeah, when you have yeah. a large group of people, I mean, for the whole weekend, for the whole weekend, we're going to do a potluck on one of the days. Um, I do have my local pastor coming in and going to do a, uh, a small worship sh service on Sunday morning. Um, so I do have some things planned, you know, right. a little bit of an itinerary, but it's, it's really about, all right, so 
doing stuff locally um, has term has been something that I've tur- turned into a priority. And since I started organizing, I wasn't doing much exactly locally. So that's why I brought Megapalooza to the county I live in here in Michigan this year as well. So this is my attempt to help help the economy, my local economy for the weekend to help the campground uh, who have been Patriot friendly, which is a big deal. Uh, and again, it's, uh, it's, it gets people, there's a lot of politics going on here in Michigan and uh, have a, a spot around a campfire to discuss what's going on might be one of the best places to have a conversation. So since becoming a public person and not just being an anon, have you made any connections with people in your local area? I mean, were you comfortable talking about these things before you kind of came out of the, the Patriot closet? <laughs> well, it's um, I, my area is my county. New York County is a red county. Um, there's people that still have their Trump 2020 flags up. You know, yeah. the, it's uh, we had a con- we have a constitutional sheriff here which never mandated any of the draconian lockdowns or uh, stuff that uh, Stench and Gretchen uh, threw down at us. There's a, so it's been quite a blessing to live in this community just naturally without even having to uh, first get involved because it's already, but it's uh, they're starting to have local meetings out at my library uh, for the who's running in the GOP, who's America's first, um, how to uh, safeguard our elections. Uh, these are all things I'm, st- I'm starting to promote, yes. Right on. So uh, being a resident of Michigan, do you have any thoughts on the, the recent actions by the, uh, the Michigan Election Commission uh, kicking five Republican candidates off the primary ballot? It's par- it seems like it's par for the course. Like, uh, it's unfortunate. Like, I'm not supporting it, but I'm not surprised by it. Michigan uh, politics is especially dirty. It's it's horrible. Like we're the we're the state that gave people motherfucker to leave. Yeah. You know, let's impeach that motherfucker to leave. Um, she ran on impeaching Trump. Uh, she's part of the squad. Where we have uh, the one of the worst governors when it came down to the nursing home COVID deaths. Uh, let you know she's like let's stick our COVID positive patients in the nursing home. Who does that? uh democrats apparently yeah uh so there's a the the lockdowns the you know there's a lot a lot that can be fixed here in michigan and it's and it's surprising because when you look like i said in my county you look around and we're almost everyone's a trump supporter you can be a trump supporter publicly you don't have to worry about anything but apparently it's these democrat held strongholds of uh detroit uh you know, the Battle Creek, Kalamazoo area, uh, Muskegon, Grand Rapids or whatever. There's a very tiny, tiny areas that are controlling what the whole state. They're basically the, on the national level, we're a joke because of those friggin' tiny, tiny areas. Absolutely. So I, I'd like to uh, kind of pivot here and uh, talk about some other current events that are taking place. Obviously, we just had this horrific uh, event in uh, Uvalde, Texas, um, and you put together a timeline uh, that you put out on Truth Social, and I, I thought that it I was, didn't put it, I didn't put it together. Well, you you, you highlighted yeah. some specific points yeah. on it, rather. Yes. I, sorry, thank yeah. you for that. But uh, let's just uh, show this off real quick because uh, you know it seems every day, Enoch. That new information is coming out, and uh, the more information that we get, the stranger 
this looks. But when you put it against some past mass shooting events that we've had here in the United States, it really does make a lot of sense. One of the uh, shocking things we just learned very recently was that an exterior door was left open by one of the teachers literally a moment before this kid arrived. And it's, you know, this is a really touchy subject to discuss because um, I'm going to show a video here in just a moment. But one of the hallmarks of these false flag events uh, is a uh, kind of a, a, a mixing of the waters of real events happening and disinformation being put out by the people that are participating in it. Do you have any specific thoughts on uh, the way that this has kind of played out over the last couple of days? It hasn't played out the way I thought it was. Not at all. Like, um, what, what did you expect when, uh, when this first went down? Um, normal. Uh, what happens normally is, first of all, uh, the discussions about around the race of the shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and then, then it goes different directions based on that, usually with the mainstream media. Well, it was, um, it was immediately, you know, completely off the rails in that way because, you know, he was a Hispanic shooter. You had, um, the different news sources lightening his skin. I did um, see that. They, uh, you know, but, uh, so usually the path that the mainstream media went is not the path they normally go with, uh, a shooter that's non-white. Um, so that surprised me the next day. Um, and then you start seeing more information. Like um, there's a, like we can talk about false flags, but the definition of a false flag um, is a real event that happens where the narrative is false, where the narrative they give us is false. Um, just to clarify, um, if we talk about false flags, some people just think a false flag is an event that, it is staged and never happened. Right. And, that, um, and I, I want, I'd love to comment on that because I, I see this quite frequently. You know, as soon as as soon as the, the term false flag is attributed to something, peop, there will inevitably be people out there who immediately say, you know, because it's a false flag, none of these things happened. But I think that that's very dangerous. And, you know, we've seen people get sued in real life for immediately coming to that conclusion. So I, I want to put that out there because I don't want anybody to put themselves in legal jeopardy. But please continue. So analytically, we can start looking at what the narrative is that the mainstream media is pushing. Like that's mm-hmm. what, um, So that was the next thing I started. I wasn't expecting it to continue to be in the news. Usually get, that stuff gets buried um, when it doesn't fit the nar- usually the, nar- the normal narrative that they want. But this is different. This seems to be a lot different. Um, uh, so let me just real quick say thank you to uh, Zuku over on uh, Rumble. Good to see you, Zuku. Um, I'm I'm glad you're here, buddy. Uh, last time we spoke, uh, it was quite some time ago. He says, "Great show as usual. Glad to be back amongst friends. We're glad to have you here, and uh, I'm glad that that you're with us tonight." So, um, just on on the note of the idea that you know there is some orchestration and some obfuscation about the truth of what happened here in Uvalde. I'm going to play a video for the audience and I'm going to play it for you too. Uh, I'm uh, not going to be able to hear it, but I've already seen it. So I know what the content is and uh, I'd like to get your thoughts after we watch this. So here we go. 
Very good daughter, friends, uh, very playful, very silly. Amory loved to draw, do science experiments, and make people laugh. She wanted to be a YouTube star one day. She was a perfect daughter, yeah. She was a perfect daughter. When he heard about the shooting, Alfred Garza III raced to the school. While waiting for news about his own daughter, Garza says he tried to comfort the children who did manage to get out. They were just uh, overwhelmed and just crying and so... a picture of of your daughter she she had just won a, an honor roll yeah yeah, yeah she, what do you want people to know about her that she was just trying to do the right thing she was just trying to call the cops that's she she was so scared of just strangers and things like this like she would lock the door when i would step out to put gas in the car like this is literally like her worst fear and she was just trying to help everyone she talked about of something like this so I I'm a med aide so when I arrived on the scene they still had kids inside they started bringing the kids out and I was aiding assistance one little girl was just just covered in blood head to toe like I thought she was injured I asked her what was wrong and she said she's okay. She was hysterical, saying that they shot her best friend, that they killed her best friend, and she's not breathing, and that she was trying to call the cops. And I asked the little girl the name, and she's... So we'll go ahead. And... We'll go ahead and stop it there. But I'd like to get your thoughts uh, in, in initially after seeing that. I think um, if this was 2017 and you posted it on the boards, you'd probably be getting queued. That's the that's something to look at right there. Something to look into. Uh, when there's there's so much anomalies. And you're adding to the pile. Like, when does it become beyond mathematical? You know, uh, this is one of those things that <clears throat> I don't know that we'll ever really get the answers to. But I, I, you know, I have to say the 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 resemblance between those two little girls is striking. Uh, they appear to be the same person, but I can't say with 100 percent certainty that they are. Um her teeth, that's what I was looking at initially, you know, and the shape of her face. You know, I mean, it, it, the argument could be made that, uh, you know, little Hispanic girls at a, at a school in Texas, you know, perhaps they look similar. But I think the resemblance is just a little bit too similar. I want to give a shout out to 
the Nagwal on um, BitChute, uh, who put that video out on their channel. I don't know if they made it, but uh, that was uh, shared with me on Truth Social before the show tonight. Uh, what what are some other uh, discrepancies that you've noticed pouring uh, uh, over this stuff for the last couple of days? Uh, the, if you watch, have you watched the press conferences? Uh, I've seen uh, pieces of the press conferences, but not the whole thing. Uh, each day since the event has happened, the press conference has um, said the facts that were presented the previous day were wrong, and they present a new set of facts. Um, I don't have the whole list of what they've been. Uh, all right, so I guess I do have some off memory. Uh, there's the first they were reporting that there was the the school resource officer was on scene when he wasn't. Um, they've retracted that. Uh, they have reported that uh, he the shooter walked past a police officer to get in the building. Um, that has been retracted. That was uh, proven false. Uh, there's the at first the parents were not being held back or uh, restrained. To, you know that was fake news. Now that's proven true. Uh, there's the anomaly of the door being left open. Um, there's the anomaly of the timing. Uh, perfect timing literally like if that if he didn't crash in that ditch it would have been perfect timing um it was uh, the other anomalies uh there's uh, there was fake photos going around the first uh night of the event um to uh direct a narrative towards this trans person that is actually still active on reddit yep. um there is the uh, 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 the uh, Instagram and Facebook messaging of the event ahead of time. There's the rumors of the group Discord where he might have been part of a Discord with the um, uh, I forget what other city mass shooter might have been Buffalo. Oh um, yeah, Peyton Peyton Gendry. Well, we we definitely know that Peyton was involved in a Discord. And uh, there was a there was a person named Armand that he was communicating with and the the content of their messages. It almost looks like Armand was a handler. And uh, Armand also kind of sounds like our man, which I thought was something cute that they would do uh, if they were looking for somebody to direct him. So I'm I'm just naming off anomalies Mm -hmm. again. And that was just off the top of my head. And I'm sure there's some I left out. Um, But. Oh, as soon as they put the FBI on a case like this, though, you know, we're never going to figure out what really happened. No, no, it's it's going to be another Las Vegas type situation where probably an investigation goes on for way too long. And then in the end, all we know is that, you know, what we've already been told, you know, the I put a, a post out earlier. The thing I'm waiting on is for the psychiatrist that was prescribing SSRIs to be revealed and I'd still like to know whose truck that was, because I haven't heard the grandparents say that that was their truck. Uh, the only thing that I heard about uh, the, uh, the the shooter w- from the grandparents was that, you know, he didn't drive and he didn't know how to drive. More anomalies. Uh, the How did he get the money for the body armor and his rifles and the ammunition and the, and the truck? Uh, Easily uh, five, five to six thousand dollars worth of equipment there, worth of gear. And, uh, you know, for somebody who was working part time at a Wendy's, that just uh, that that doesn't uh, jive at all. For someone who reportedly left his mother's house because she had crappy Wi-Fi, you know, um, 
there's so many anomalies. So, and then what she's saying today, like she's like, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough to report this as someone who likes to cover verified news. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is what I like to do. Like I, um, there's, there's a lot of things I don't cover because I can't verify them. Um, like I haven't, you know, put the discord theory into a news blast or, um, you know, cause I, these are all things you can't, we can't independently verify at the moment. Um, absolutely. Um, so, uh, we had the, um, th- this is another thing that, uh, seems to be just way too perfect for me. Uh, the fact that the NRA convention was this weekend in Texas, and of course, President Trump was scheduled to speak there. Uh, it just seems to be far too convenient, uh, an, an opportunity for the Democrats to immediately rush out, start condemning our guns, uh, condemn the, the gun industry, condemn Repu- Republicans, uh, and give them an opportunity to call for them to be seized. And really, they're giving Trump an opportunity to show us how to really fix the problem. They, everything boomerangs back on them when they try it. Uh, listening to Trump's speech today um, was he—he he was heartfelt, and he was actually—he—he he, he wasn't uh, responding to what they were doing. He's like, "We need, you know, we need to put instead of giving this money to to the most corrupt government in fucking Europe, why don't we use it to secure our schools? Because obviously." That's what we need to do is secure our schools. Uh, our, our children are our future. It's, um, it's very, it's might be one of the most important things we've, we've been in a movement, but that's focused on the children almost since day one. Um, and I mentioned earlier in the first half of your show about, um, how important it was to me to see the human trafficking and the pedophilia arrests. Um, I'm uh, definitely on board with protecting our schools and, don't know why don't know why it's so like even it, even that school itself had policy in place that was just like this school is supposed to be locked during hours you know but then it's supposed to have the the armed guard uh res- resource officer um and so we know that these things what what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, everything. I'm probably not the best to ask those questions to because all, right. <laughs> like, all I have is more questions. Like it's uh, stupid. So uh, today there was uh, another mass shooting event that took place in uh, Charlton, West Virginia. But uh, this is the shooter, guys. So I haven't seen it all over mainstream media. Uh, his name was Dennis Butler. And I know, Enoch, you can't see it right now, but he's a he's a black man. And uh, this was a, a graduation party, apparently. Uh, and he came in. Of course, he was armed with an AR-15. That's the favorite weapon <laughs> uh, that the deep state likes to use uh, when they put a, a, a situation like this together. But again, this also kind of flies in the face of the, the race narrative uh, and in the uh, in the face of the idea that the greatest single threat to um, American lives uh, is uh, right wing extremists, white right wing extremists, um, you know, but this shows you that quite literally, if anybody wants to kill someone, I mean, they can. One of the most ridiculous aspects of the argument that, you know, they must take away our guns because people use them to kill each other you know, is that there is 
no shortage of implements that people can grab at any time to kill people. I mean, if you're resourceful enough, you can kill somebody with a thermos. You know, they never say that we need to take cars off the road when people are are hit by vehicles. And, you know, I mean, and I certainly haven't heard an argument for uh, uh, alcohol to be pulled off the shelves when people are drunk driving. No, they're, that's because they're, it's a tool. You know, you don't ever blame the, you don't blame the fork for getting you fat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's, we have to take, people need to understand there's personal responsibility involved. Um, and this is going beyond a mental health problem. Like, cause it's, it's, if it was just a mental health problem, then all these other countries would be experiencing the same type of thing we are. And that that's not what's happening. So we, what we have is a deep state problem. We do. We definitely have a deep state problem. Uh, so did you also see the news earlier today? Bill Barr has commented on the Sussman trial, uh, and he says that uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton could be indicted. He believes Hillary Clinton could be indicted. Not not surprising to me, but certainly it uh, it's exciting to hear. You know, there's a reason why we were fed so much information so long ago. Um, and it's, it's, it's so we can, so when these conversations come up, we have the information that we need to have the conversations that we need to have, man. I sounded like Camilla right there. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> is it, does she know what she's saying when she says that shit? Cause I said it, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think, no, I don't think Kamala Harris knows what she's saying, uh, you know. Uh, man, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So uh, as we've watched this play out, has there been any aspect of Joe Biden's presidency that has surprised you? I was one of the rare people that uh, kind of, wasn't surprised that he was going to be pushed forward as the president. Um, and again, we, I don't have access to other timelines, but if you were to compare our t- current timeline to the timeline where Trump won in 2020, um, I think there's more people awake right now um, than there would have been if Trump uh, won the 2020 election. Uh, I, I absolutely well, I'm not, I'm not saying he lost the election. I'm just, I'm going off of what the mainstream, the mainstream media is telling us. Biden's our president, so I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. laugh it up. Like, really, like how many normies? In, I don't, I don't know if you know any normies in real life anymore, no, uh, but uh, they got to be like questioning things. Like, there's whether it's the inflation or the uh, uh, stock issues at your grocery mar- market, or the just so much things to question. Like, um, like really, I think they're waking that's waking a lot of people up. Uh, it's unfortunate though. It's unfortunate I, for the people that expect things to um, change for the better overnight. Um, because it's a, it's a, it's a, what we're going through is historic and it's, it's for the lo- longevity of us as Americans that we go through this, the way we're going through it instead of uh uh, instead of like uh, doing it the wrong way, um, there's there's so many there's so much going on when it has to do with 
what Biden's doing, what's wake, people waking up, what's actually going on behind the scenes. Uh, and there's still stuff going on behind the scenes. Like I never thought I was going to be making Q proofs after I stopped making them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get over the true social and Trump's dropping coded messages with him on the croquet field and um, his misspellings. Did his, he made a misspelling the other day. I saw it. Yeah, that I, saw it, I predicted in real time to look to North Korea. And then that night, North Korea launched three missiles or I don't know really what that means. Uh, I'm just telling you it was, it happened. Like, I don't know what, the, I don't think the messages are for me, um, but it's, it's really neat to see what's going on. I I've kind of had a renewed faith since I've got over on true social um, getting back in the fray of things. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you on uh, everything you said there. I, I feel that if President Trump would have uh, been ushered into office, because let's be honest, he won in 2020. Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. He absolutely crushed it. Trump yes. absolutely crushed it. He completely crushed it. But if he would have waltzed into Washington, D.C., I think that we would have had another four years of exactly what happened. We would have been we would have remained a divided country. The people who were awake, the people who understood what we were facing, so our movement, we would have, you know, remained awake. And it would have been uh, very difficult to reach those Americans who simply hated the way Trump tweeted, uh, who felt that the mainstream media was correct because that's all they were watching. Uh, and they never would have had to go through that pain. They, no one would have been able to show them what was really happening because they needed Joe Biden to come into Washington, D.C., to swiftly destroy every positive move that President Trump had been able to to make and put into action. Uh, and they needed to realize for themselves what was truly happening, that the Democratic agenda is uh, antithetical to the future of America, uh, that progress can't be made with more of the same Uh, And that if they want to see things change, if they want to get back what they had under President Trump, they have to wake up to the true nature of what's really happening. I mean, Biden's literally using a set to sign like his executive orders. Like that's not even hidden. Like that's openly a set that he uses. Um, You have how many times has who who's this who's this the White House that corrects everything that Biden says, you know, like. Uh, Biden was just overseas and said that he would have, he would respond militarily if China invite, invaded Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the White House says no, you know that's not actually what he, what he must. Who's the, who's this the White House that keeps on correcting Biden when he makes these uh, horrible gaffes on a national stage? It's uh, I mean like the the writing's on the wall. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to go through some of these uh, thank yous that we have over here on the Foxhole. I want to say thank you to everybody for supporting the show. Um, First of all, over on uh, Buy Me a Coffee, I need to thank uh, Mermaid32526. says, happy Memorial Day weekend and happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody here. Uh, Thank you to Gail. She says, I listen to your shows daily and I share them with a Patriot group. I'm 61 and I live in Phoenix. Thank you for your efforts. Uh, so thank you over there. I appreciate you guys. Uh, the Grouch 79. Thank you for the cookie. Trisha Q Patriot, Texas says, Zach, I'm going to send you an email regarding Trump train in Texas that surrounded the Biden bus. Uh, I am aware of that. Is there some new developments? I know that like, I think the DNC 
and maybe the White House were trying to sue those patriots. Maybe it was just uh, the DOJ that was coming after him. Uh, But my buddy Jason, who you guys may remember as uh, the uh, Trump supporter who carried that World War II vet down to the stage when President Trump was speaking, um, he was actually there. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Patriot Bird, he says, thank you, RP, for another great guest. Roy Stones and Bones says, uh, for Enoch, a great human. Uncensored Abe says, OG super elite Enoch in the house. Optimus Grind, thank you for that. Insight Gino, appreciate the can. Moda Lisa, thank you for the cookie. Liberty Bells says, God bless you, RP78. Much love. Not sure why, but I've been missing your shows. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, Let's see. Smitten Kitten, not a donation, but says, mad respect for you, RP. Wish I had pills to give. XOXO, no problem. I just appreciate you being here. You can always share the show in light of anything else. Uh, Dr. Hoffman says, this shooting stinks big time. Something is definitely not right. One, two, three, SKG, appreciate the can. And then John Henry, 37, it's Obama's White House. Yeah, essentially, we are living through the uh, the, the third administration of the Biden, excuse me, of the Obama House, White House, uh, because it sure seems like he's out there continuing to act as a shadow president in the same way that he was while President Trump was in office. I mean, somebody is giving Joe Biden his talking points. He's not making these up organically. And he can barely read what's happening on the (laughs) teleprompter, right? All right. So we're going to be opening up the phones here, guys. If you've got questions for Enoch about, um, you know, anything that we've uh, been through over the course of the last few years, if you have questions uh, for him about the Magapalooza event, you're welcome to call in. And uh, I would appreciate it uh, if you uh, jump on the line. We can talk about anything you want. Uh, so, uh, Enoch has, uh, you said that you've had some renewed faith, uh, since coming over to truth social. I certainly have felt a resurgence, uh, of enthusiasm, you know, uh, since Biden waltzed into Washington, DC, um, it's not that I lost faith, but not having the presence of, of president Trump, you know, in Washington, not having him speaking to us on Twitter, you know, I, I, too, felt like we lost something, you know? I mean, it's like we had each other still, but we were scattered to the winds, you know, to the, the four corners of the world. Um, I'd, I'd like, you know, if you could come up with a, a couple of things that you have seen that you've put together since we've kind of been brought back together uh, that that have helped you to renew that faith. Oh, so this is, again, it's just a personal story. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just me speaking for myself. Um, I'm a... I'm a bit of a hard ass. I'm hard to get along with. I'm hard to work with. Um, imagine trying to work with Gordon Ramsay or something like that. Uh, you either love him or you hate him. Uh, so it's been since I lost my platform on Twitter, um, it's been hard to build up everywhere else. Uh, I'm not part of like any large groups. I'm, uh, you know, I'm really just, uh, I'm with the people, you know, like I'm just, uh, So it was the last two years has really been kind of rough um, for organizing uh, because I've been doing it without my platform to having true social as a tool now back into the toolkit um, to reconnect with patriots that have lost me, lost track of me um, has that's what's renewed my faith. Like it's it's amazing the amount of love that I've been receiving since getting back over on true social. All right, we're going to bring in our first caller, and then I've got a couple more questions I want to make sure that we ask. But let's bring in Drunk Pinata, another OG Anon. 
good friend of the show. Also, oh, Uncensored Abe is on the phone as well. Good stuff. Glad to see y'all here. Pinata, are you there, bud? I am. How you doing? Well, I'm good, man. Welcome back to the show. How you How you doing? I'm uh, pretty good. Um, so, uh, it's, yeah, I, I I agree with you guys as far as the the whole renewed kind of um, faith part of it because it, it is it's been interesting to see how much of what the the Q drops were in the very beginning ended up being about Durham and about mm-hmm. what's going on now. So, uh, for the people that are involved with that. Uh, particularly Devin Nunes and uh, Cash, Cash Patel. <laughs> my favorite I mean, for those two people, and you're, I mean, right, Enoch. I mean, for for those two people to be the ones at the helm with Shroom Social, right when this is coming out, uh, Cash coming out and making the rounds uh, on the likes of uh, what X twenty two and some of the other uh, others. Uh, Zach, I, did I I caught a glimpse of someone else talking about this? Do you have him coming on soon? On who? Cash? Cash Patel, yeah, Cash Patel is going to yeah. be on the show on um, on uh, on Tuesday, yeah. So, see, so uh, so the fact that he's not shying away from the quote unquote Q accounts or whatever kind of uh, associations that we might have had is uh, says a lot, I would say, to the naysayers. Uh, so, Marauder, you said something about me rooting for other teams. I, I don't know what you mean by that, but if you want to clarify in the chat, that's fine. But yeah. You know, I've actually been, you know, when uh, when when everything basically shut down right before the election and we had no more posts, we had, hey, what's up, man? There you go. Um, You know, I was uh, I was prepared for um, to never have that subject touched again or to never hear from the voice behind that um, uh, whoever was posting, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, to have seen the way it's been handled since Truth Social was launched uh, has just been incredible, you know. And to see these people, these voices that we were following, you know, the public personas, like openly winking at us and like drawing attention to it, you know, the fact that Cash Patel is even going to come on my show, where he went on uh, Matrix and Shady's show, he went on X twenty two, you know. I mean, uh, to to see that, you know, I, it uh, it's it's an incredible feeling. He and- mentioned Q on Timcast. He did what I did. I didn't even see that. What happened? It was something like what? He didn't want to go there. It was brought up, but he said, I don't want to go there. Or something no, like that. He, he said that he was talking about the origins of Flannel Friday. Oh, okay. He said that the, he knew, he knew his Q account on true social. Does he's like, I don't know if it's the real, the real Q or not, um, <laughs> but I was meeting up with him and we, we posted a picture. Um, so he was talking about, he was, he's still openly talking about it. You have to catch that clip. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look for it for sure. I I never would have thought that he would have ever commented on Timcast. Like he literally like, like he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like he he caught it on Timcast. Yeah. Yeah. Who isn't a Q person? Right. Not at all. <laughs> oh, nope. pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. So uh, so, Pinata, are you is are you using are you using a green screen or is that like a real life background behind you? Oh no, it's this a is just sweet the, room. this is no, this is just the regular you know Zoom setup. Okay. They're 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 uh they're you know the way that they do their thing is way better than the way the OBS can do it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that must be proprietary for them. They they made a killing probably during uh, COVID with everyone working from home and all that shit. But uh, um, the only other thing I had to offer for, offer, offer you guys, um, he had mentioned like you know this this topic has been brought up many times. Like you know what if Trump had been in there? What would gone on? 
Um, I mean, hell, with the whole January 6th stuff, that, that they would have, like, how, how long would he have lasted? It, it was it was basically another Russia, Russia, Russia thing, but it would have been even worse because of, you know, the the way that they covered it. So the only other thing I would I, I would have to offer is that the um, the whole concept of red billing, I've, as I've been saying, uh, part of what I do is the, as I actually cover all of the fake news, as, as hard as that might seem to fathom in the stomach, it, uh, we, we need to understand what they're doing because if, if we can get ahead of what they're doing, then we can counter it because you guys have seen what we've done as, as Anons, we're able to go in we, with the matter of minutes and seconds, we can just pull everything apart. Right. So if we understand what they're putting out, we can get ahead of what they're doing. And I've actually noticed that their process is especially in particular, like MSNBC, they start with the afternoon programs. It's more, more loose stuff. They have like a four person panel and then they go on. And then by the end of it, then you got like Rachel Maddow type people like fully locking in narrative for the next day. Right. So they, mm-hmm. the, it's almost like they're workshopping the whole thing all the way along until they finally just release their narrative. And then the next morning, morning Joe is right there, ready to pick it up and, and, and continue on with the polished off narrative. So what I've noticing is that the, uh, the whole concept of red pilling is not a particularly like, you know, we'll use the colloquialism for like, you know, conservative versus liberal type of thing. What I'm noticing is, is the, the actual red pilling is understanding that everything that's being presented to us is somewhat bullshit and suspect. Of course. So you, you pull back from that. So my my the the one person I've been following in, in, in terms of on the lefty side that is a very uh, staunch progressive is Jimmy Dore. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Dore is a full-on progressive. I mean, this guy spat, spat in Alex Jones' face when he was part of TYT, the Young Turks, you know. Yep. So so then he left them, but he understands the 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 corporate media stuff. He understands everything about the Uniparty, understands a good, a good amount of everything. But then, you know, you'll see the, you know, his position on what's going on in Texas. He comes back and he says, we need gun control. We need this and that. We still need to pay, for, you know, Medicare for all. We still need, like, so he still has those positions, but he still understands everything's like really suspect. So I think that we have been led down a path where we don't actually know what the actual boundary conditions are of the actual logistical arguments are. Because we've everything has been injected things that have um, well the woke and the um, the woke politics and the identity politics that, that's what I was looking for identity politics identity politics has been inserted such that we're no longer able to have an actual budgetary discussion and able to actually see because it's been covered with this mounds and mounds and mounds of mounds of bullshit that is not we can't actually see the mechanics of what action needs to happen so we don't understand what the root problem or what the causes are we don't see the roots we can't see what we what might need to change because it's it's it's, it's there's too much stuff that's in the way that we can't actually see the mechanics of what needs to be changed it's true <clears throat> everything is obscured and uh i think that What's been really exciting, what you said about Jimmy Dore, uh, I've noticed that myself because I have tracked Jimmy Dore uh, mm-hmm. over the years. And, you know, he's kind of, uh, <laughs> Tim, t- you know, Tim Pool being, you know, kind of a middle of the road lefty, you know, Jimmy Dore was like uh, a pr- pretty far to the left. But yeah. to see him and still wake, is, really. Yes, and definitely still is, you know, staunch progressive, like you said. But to see him realize that, the narrative is bullshit and that he's being lied to, you know, has been uh, illuminating. Okay. You know, he's, he's one Mm -hmm. of those people who, who immediately went out and got the jab 
and he's having i'm sorry yeah. I, don't, I shouldn't laugh i shouldn't laugh but he is uh he's he's suffering from you know the the negative side effects of it oh i mean and uh to hear from his mouth you know that safe and effective is not really what we're seeing here and i think that that is a a big wake up call to a lot of people on the left and he's not out there you know dropping the hardcore red pills you know like you know I, the people on the left look at us and uh, for a long time, they were just like, these people are nuts. And the fact that they would even consider these things. But now through the efforts of people like Jimmy Dore, they're coming more to the center and, and understanding that a lot more of this is lies than what they could possibly even allowed themselves to believe. Yep. Talk to Elon Musk into that group, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's been great watching Elon Musk, too. And I, I think that. You know, this this ties into what we were saying earlier, Enoch. You know, I mean, the efforts of Joe Biden, he has been one of the greatest red pills for the entirety of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we could have stood at a podium in the middle of Congress, you know, with flow charts behind us showing, uh, you know, as much evidence as we possibly could for a number of different subjects. And the people on the left, they never would have believed it. You know, it would have been, who's this kook on C-SPAN? You know, but for Joe Biden to be out there and just with the stroke of a pen over and over and over again, you know, the the fact that I just showed this last night on the show, but, you know, George Floyd, the day George Floyd died, gas was a dollar ninety eight a gallon behind him. And now it's over five dollars a gallon in, in many different places throughout the country. Probably going to get a lot worse. It's, it's going to be, you know, 10 bucks a gallon. I heard that uh, energy prices, uh, natural gas prices have tripled and, uh, you know, electricity is going to be you know, through the roof this summer. Can you imagine the pain, the universal pain that's going to be felt by Americans all across the country, regardless of what their political affiliation is? You know, and we know exactly who to blame. We know exactly what policies led us to this. And uh, and the people that are ostensibly in charge, you know, at least, you know, uh, visually are in charge, you know, they refuse to address it and they keep giving the same old lines to people and people are just not buying it anymore. It's exciting. Yep. I All right. So, well, listen, right. well, we got I'll, a bunch that, of callers. I yeah, appreciate absolutely. you. I, I always know that's the station. Jack. <laughs> Good to see <laughs> nice you. Uh, see nice. You, ni- you too. You, you as well. Enoch, Zach, we'll see you guys later. Have a great night. See you. Bye, bye guys. Peace. All right, we're going to bring in Uncensored Abe next, and I'm actually going to ask him to take over for the next 60 seconds because I need to uh, run to the bathroom real quick. Abe, are you here? Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the show, Abe. Can I ask you for a favor? Can you take over for just a moment? I'll be right back. Dude, I was going to interview both of you guys. That's that's what I'm here for. Go ahead, hurry up and come back. 60 (laughs) seconds. All right, roger that. Enoch, brother. God bless you. Thank you for all you've done, man. I've done more than one show grifting off of your information, reading your news blast. I don't know if you've seen them, but I spent probably a couple of years reading your news blast almost every single day on my show, brother. And the, the work that you have done and focusing on what's important is you, you shouldn't underestimate yourself on that front, man. You, a lot of the things that we have disagreed on in the past and the, in the, in the, in the little fun stuff back and forth, little jazz back and forth, that stuff's not what matters, man. The fact that you have an eye for what's important is, is, is pretty impressive. What, 
what helps your discernment to find the things that are important because your news blasts really do find some of the best information out there. Um, first of all, nice meeting you, uh, especially another hockey fan, especially a Red Wings fan. Um, um, go ahead and use any of my news blasts. They're meant to be shared. I appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot that goes into making the news blast. It might seem like a really simple thing, but um, literally I go through probably 130 pages of news headlines um, each day. And uh, it's you start to learn to read the news in a I think you trained me to read the news in a different way because uh, there's there's fake news, which I don't put in the news blast, which is like half of the 130 pages is fake news. And then there's another another term I made up called I call it make news. And that's where the news will write articles about what they want to be news. It's not necessarily news. And then you also have a lot of stuff that gets covered by the mainstream media, which is like so-and-so could do this. This bill could be coming. Um, and I don't consider that news uh, either and until it happens, uh, whatever it is that happens. So I just really live in the present and look at what's happening and not what is being billed as going to happen, what they want to happen, or the narrative they're going to spin on what is happening. That's pretty impressive, man, because like I said, your, your news blasts are always keying in on you know, kind of the non-notables in, in a lot of ways. It, it's it's pretty cool, man. And I, I I miss the days of going through a non-notables and just kind of seeing like what what was out there. And I used to just read those every day. You know, what I'm saying back in the old days when when we were all just kind of avatars in this land of uh, in this land of AI. It seems like. Um, all right, question for the panel first, Enoch. Something that you are very proud of with regards to QPost, a decode you did, something you found, requeued, something like that, the most proud moment with regards to QPost for both of you. <laughs> you first, Enoch, you first. Um, well, again, I, um, I don't tell everyone, but I think I've, I've been queued a little over 30 times. Uh, so there's a lot there I can choose from. Uh, I was the uh, one of the original Do You Believe in Coincidence graphic makers. You see everybody mimic it all over the internet now, the uh, red boxes and lines. Um, yep, I remember. Um, that's why I'm asking you, because I know you don't talk about these things very often. You, In fact, very rarely do you ever highlight yourself. And I've noticed I'm consider myself to be somebody who is very well in tune with the Anons and I watch very closely and I I've seen what you've done, man. And I appreciate your work very much. So I know you're kind of being somewhat, you know, <laughs> talking yourself down a little bit, but give, give, give the Anons out there or those that are it's, the newer to the Durham, room, a, 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 the give, them, give them an idea of what you did, brother. The Durham boat decode. I think uh, to answer your question would be the one I'm most proud of because I think that's one of the earliest decodes that's been verified by Q um, because like everyone can, de everyone can decode, you know, like it's like, I, I actually don't do it anymore. I, I say I don't, but every once in a while I do because something just big happens and you have to do it. Um, but I think a lot of decodes that go around now are nonsense. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and it's uh 
but the one I'm the proudest for would be realizing that one of the first images Q gave us was Washington crossing the Delaware. And um, one of the last lines is that of that post, it's a big post is who's helping POTUS. Um, and I just, I sat there and I thought about that and it was the Durham boats, you know, like Durham was the one helping POTUS and uh, that got cued. That theory got the genius decode, dude. I, I, I jumped on it as soon as I was like, finally, Enoch nails one on top. <laughs> he well, absolutely so nailed more. it. But there, there's so much more to that. Like I, I went on to the, these are the next items were never cued, but um, uh, John Bolton was the uh, alias for um, uh, the dude that ran the Culper spy ring during the uh, American Revolution, uh, which parallels to what was going on during the Trump presidency. He brought him in uh, to his administration for a time, and he kind of used him to highlight who was untruthful in his administration, he actually used, it's a parallel, you know, like it's, it's so fucking weird when you look at that. Um, something I'm looking forward to is the ship Nancy um, sinking, uh, which is also a story of the American revolution. Uh, one of our ships um, got stuck and I think turtle gut inlet is yep. uh, another spot where Trump did a rally. Indeed it uh, is. And that was it, a fun decode. I remember that one too. Uh, they, so what the Patriots did is they abandoned ship, but they had a light, a long, long fuse and waited for the British to get on board the Nancy and they lit the powder kegs on fire. Um, so I'm expecting the Nancy. There, to for those that don't remember party. this time frame, just real quick, Enoch, for those that don't remember this time frame, there was a <laughs> lot of communications and they were, for those of us that were in tune to how the, how the administration was communicating with the nons there, it, it did happen. I don't care who you are out there talking about whether Q exists or not. You can troll all you want. The administration was interacting with the nons on the chance period. You can choose to accept that, or you can choose to deny it. It happened. And one of the amazing things that was happening, happening before that was discussions about where to have these events and Durham boat stuff happening just before he picked that place, Enoch. That was a very important part of the affirmation for me as an Anon, even though I'm in the, I, I'm a face of Anons. Um, it was very important for me at the time. Let me, let me pivot to red pill here and go and talk about your moment, your most proudest thing. The thing that you, that, that stands out to you with regards to Cubos. Well, I mean, there was only one time that I was ever, like, directly posted. I mean, I was in, like, a bunch of videos that Q shared, and there were times that, like, people tagged me in tweets that were that ended up uh, being included in posts. But um, it was uh, when I posted this video on uh, Twitter of President Trump calling for a Great Awakening, and it was early on in the administration. And then um, uh, somebody retweeted me, and it was, like, Q posted the retweet and then posted it again with a screenshot showing my account sharing the um the post and so i i was i was okay so i mean i've been really honest about the fact that i'm uh an addict in recovery long-term recovery i was at a meeting i was at a meeting and my phone started getting blown up and uh and i was like I was like, what the heck's going on? You know, like, I mean, like all of these, these uh, Twitter notifications and then tons of people texting me and space shot 76 texting. He was like, great job. Oh my God. And I was like, you know, I didn't get it. I, I, you know, I just, I, cause I couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't pay attention. 
And then, like, by the end of the meeting, when I realized what had what had happened, you know, I was like, wow, that's just really, really awesome. So that that would that would be that would be it. You know, I mean, but I think that in a larger sense, it's uh, I mean, it's 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 everything. I mean, it's the the way that people have come together and galvanized around, um, you know, the idea of what's possible. Um, you know, because I, I was um, before President Trump came into office, you know, I mean, I had I was really despondent. I mean, one of the reasons that I wanted to check out didn't really want to think all that much is because I kind of felt like America uh, was gone. I, I, I thought that, you know, the Obama administration that sealed it. And um, and I thought that it was impossible that somebody like President Trump would be able to be elected. I didn't think they'd let him. But by the time, you know, Election Day rolled around, something had changed, you know? I mean, like, I could sense it in people, online, but also in person. And what Donald Trump was saying really, really resonated with me. It was like everything that I had wanted a politician to to say. I wanted people to acknowledge these things, you know, the the, the failures in America, what, you know, what had gone wrong. And, um, yeah, and, and so when he was elected— and uh, and I first saw like the beginnings of connections between these posts because I had been on the boards and I had been tracking these anonymous posters and people that were saying things that were going to happen. And it was exciting, but I didn't you know, I, I, I knew to temper my expectations. But then when I saw, you know, Q show up and 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 it was clear there was like this undeniable connection between the administration, what we were seeing in the posts and, and events in the real world. I knew that something was different. And I knew that we had an opportunity to finally fix this country and uh, to set us on a path that was going to be uh, advantageous for all of us. And that it wasn't just going to be, you know, one group or another. You know, this isn't about race. This isn't about political affiliation. This isn't about you know, economic status. This is about our country, and we're all Americans. And I don't care if you don't like Trump or not. I don't care if you believe what what's happened here over the last couple of years. You know, this is going to set us on, this has set us on another path, on, uh, you know, a different timeline. And uh, to see what people have been able to achieve together and, uh where we're going, it just this is the that moment for me. People, people often call it a, a psyop or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you guys just don't understand." Uh, we all do understand. We we understand exactly what we're doing, <laughs> and and that should probably scare you even more because we know damn well that we're moving the needle in a way that you can't stop. So they're very upset with that. And the the fact of the matter is, is we are a very well oiled machine at this point that can't be stopped, and they're very upset by that to the point where they're going to continue to ban us. I got banned off a of D live again last week. It's just ridiculous. Let me flip the script. Enoch something that is the most surprising part about the way you thought maybe this would play out or, you know, something surprising about anticipations with regards to Q posts that may be disappointed or ha- has set you back a notch. Oh, I have a secret to share with everybody. Don't anticipate anything. <laughs> yeah. Literally don't anticipate anything. Like there, it's pointless. As a matter of fact, I think it's really sad. I think it's sad because we've lost many patriots in our community through anticipation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's um, 
what you started out by saying it was a psyop, you know, um, not, not by saying it's a psyop, you brought up how some people think it's a psyop to, uh, make us complicit, um, and not do anything. And I, I'm proof that that's wrong. If it was a psyop, it was a psyop to get me active because that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's that's exactly. That's the thing, though. It, it is a psyop. I mean, it, it's a psyop in a positive way, a psychological operation to galvanize uh, the patriots of America and to show the rest of the country who is not awake what's truly happening. And it's a psyop on the other side, because imagine that psychological pressure, the Democrats and Hillary Clinton, all these people, because, you know, they're tracking this. You know that they're watching in the exact same way that we are, but from a different angle. I mean, they're worried about getting caught. They're worried about having the jig up for their criminal cartel. You know, they've been using America and the world as a piggy bank working to destroy every single individual and enrich themselves. And they realize that this is it, man. The game is over information warfare it's exactly what it is and that's why they're doing what they can to shut us down that's why the world uh the world economic forum actually just flat out said we need to change what truth is we can't have this anymore i, I was i was given information early on that that we needed a re-education of some type now the re-education that that was given to those that paid close attention and had the honor and a pleasure to serve in some capacity under uh q is the way i look at it and and you all can make you can lock and laugh all you want because uh we were very effective and we're continuing to be very effective so y'all can just y'all can just take a freaking hike with the with the, with the garbage we're very effective with what we do because we stay focused on what's important our constitution is important to us uh, most of us in some capacity have either veterans or family members in our family who have either died or given their lives for honoring this weekend to, to many people out there on the left, that, that that means nothing to them. But for those of us who have lost family members or have lost friends or have been in combat zones, uh, we know what that means. And it's something very important that is, is part of this country's flag. For one instance, in case you didn't know what the flag, what the red and the flag is for. Um, let me just get off my soapbox here. I appreciate your time. I want to talk a little bit about cash because <laughs> I heard Cash say two to four more indictments, and I'm I, over yeah. here going two to four. Uh, well, this excuse summer. me, but this summer, <laughs> this summer, but still, yeah. only two to four. Like, come on! Hey, you hey. know, we we can't have ten to fifteen high profile trials going on all at the same time. This has to be that drip, drip, drip because every single one of these trials is going to be front and center. The American people paying attention to it. We we don't want to dilute the pool, in my opinion. Um, uh, specifically, he was asked at the end of the interview to give another boom before he went. Um, and it uh, he said two to four, and immediately just reminded me of the Q post. That's boom, 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 four booms. Yep. So, I mean, like he's he gives hat tips for, to our community daily. They they all have, and and especially since they've brought us back together, I think they understood that we're all been kind of spinning our wheels since January sixth, and watching as fellow patriots and people who are, you know, pacifists, <laughs> uh, be be put into solitary confinement and their lives be destroyed because. You know, maybe maybe some of them were actors in a, in a play or, or were involved at some level, but 
I mean, these people, you know, they had no malice in their hearts, and they're still in, in January 6th D.C. prisons. I, I got some stuff coming up with uh, Trinus Evans and others. Uh, I hope as a community we can continue to faith, stay focused on that. And I know there's other Anons out there that are part of larger media communities that often listen to your show, Zach. So if we could, if we could do a focus on January 6th, because this weekend there are still veterans who are in solitary confinement in the DC gulags. And so I appreciate you guys, Enoch, man. I appreciate you so much, dude. You have no idea, man. You stay focused on what's important in your life as you have been. You've, you have a great hat on your shoulders. I got to be in, uh, uh, I'm going to try to go to Virginia beach, uh, for the reawaken tour and, 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 and do a mobile, uh, stream of that event. That's the week, a week, 10 days before, your event, but I would love to try to make it over there, man. It's only a five hour across the, across the lake drive from me, man. So I'm going to do what I can and we'll see maybe if it's the worst case scenario, we just make it a, a, a one day trip, you know, come out and say hi, live stream it and head back. So I'm going to try to do what I can. You stay focused brother. And, um, the, the generals of this army will keep us focused. God bless you guys. God bless you. Abe. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Next Caller coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Yeah, hi, Zach. This is DJ. What's up, DJ? Good to hear from you, bud. All right, buddy. How are you? Excellent. Doing well. Doing well. What's your question for Enoch? Well, uh, I have a few questions, but um, let's start with this. Uh, what do you think about this This push on this trans movement. This trans movement is very crazy to me. What's your thoughts on that, Enoch? Um, I've, uh, <laughs> I recently stopped eating at Taco Bell um, because they started promoting drag queen uh, brunches. Uh, I don't understand why we're bringing drag queens uh, into our, to read to our children in schools. I don't understand um the how it's legal to give children uh, puberty blockers. Uh, I I don't understand it. Is what my answer is. Okay, so so um, you know I, I want to say you know I'm a, I'm a DJ and I play house music and I have no problem with gay people. Um, if it weren't for gay people, I probably wouldn't have a career because those are the people I play for most. Um, they give me the best feedback on, on what I do. Um, but I, I looked up the statistics on, on trans people in the United States, and it said that uh, 0.7% of people 18 to 24 and 0.5% of people 65 and older uh identify as trans so that's not met very many people for them to be pushing this on our whole country i mean that's that's ludicrous i i mean i've definitely got some thoughts on it i think that um there's a number of different angles this is coming from first and foremost uh it's about breaking down society and family is at the heart of society and that's something they've been working on for quite some time um, I think they also want to push people into a degenerate sort of lifestyle where there is no 
there, there's nothing sacred about the union between a man and a woman. You know, a, a trans person um, is is like, you know, somewhere in the middle and who is somewhere in the middle also, but Baphomet, you know, I mean, like uh, mm-hmm. maintaining sexual characteristics of, of both sexes. Right. Uh, and, you yeah. know, so if they can, um, if they can drive a wedge in between people and send them down this rabbit hole. Uh, it also makes it more likely that people are going to stop having children. And if we're not propagating the species, then we're uh, actively engaging in population control. And that's another thing that they have, uh, you know, been preaching for a long time. Um, you know, the uh, there's also a um, a really damaging aspect to, um, you know, pornography on people. And, um, you know, I think that that's part of it as well. You know, they have slowly over the course of uh, decades uh, pushed us into a position where a lot of these things that would have been taboo and unacceptable many years ago are now commonplace today. And, um, you know, and, and at the heart of it, I really do think that it's uh, it, it's the breakdown of society. Yes, definitely, definitely. You know, and and I've spoken to a few few like regular gay people. They're, they're they're not happy with this. Yeah, they aren't. They they, they feel like that that their whole movement that they worked their whole life for the last thirty or forty years to get in place is is being imploded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and trans people and people and people are are using it as uh, I guess uh, you know a weapon to victimize people. You know how many cases have we seen recently where people? Oh, you know, I mean, it, it's a dude in in the in the mugshot. But he suddenly identifies as trans so that he can put on a wig and then go into the girl's bathroom and victimize children. You know, I mean, this has been like, you know, a shocking number of cases recently. Or what about that New Yorker DJ, the guy who uh, who ended up being a serial killer? I mean, he did this yep. in the 70s. He went to prison, got out, and he identifies as and trans. He went right back at it. Went right back at it, right back at it. <laughs> on camera with a woman's leg in his uh, in his rascal. You know, just uh, horrible stuff. I, I don't I don't get it, man. I I, I really don't. Uh, they just recently, uh, Mattel, I think it is, recently said that they were bringing a Barbie trans doll. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it's everywhere. You know, it's a very small percentage right now, but by putting it into popular culture. They're hoping to make it a much larger portion of society and uh, of people, you know, and um, yeah, it's 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 shocking. It's shocking what they're doing. And it is very, very distressing. And it marginalizes women. It marginalizes the the, the, the gay people that have fought for, you know, their their own right to exist for such a oh, long time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, I remember, I, I, like, you know, I live in New York and I remember when those Stonewall riots went on. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's what advanced like gay pride and, and further advanced them. Uh, that was a big backfire. Again, they tried to like, you know, shut them down and it actually backfired. And now we have this. But, um, you know, I, I think that's crazy, and it's it's such a small minority of people. It's not even a lot of people, but they, but since they show it all the time, it, it seems like there's a lot, but there's not really a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're grooming the next generation. You know, sexualization of children and the victimization of children is a another huge aspect of this. You know, I, I mean, like you see like that the kids like that Desmond kid, you know, eight years old at a drag show at a club and you've got grown men salivating over him. You know, I mean, it, it uh, it's just it, the, the propagation of it is just horrific in my estimation. Yeah, and then now um, with the Vivaldi uh, shooting, first of all, I want to say it was disgusting of Obama to mention George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah, what does like, that have to do like with it? It was like a rally. It was like a. It had nothing to do with it. It was like a rally call to the troops, to yeah. you know, the black population. Get ready, get ready. You know that that type of thing, which I thought was disgusting. Um, and this is another thing, you know, the kids, the kid, they said is mentally ill, the shooter, but I was thinking, have you ever seen the movie shooter? Oh yes. Yeah. Years ago, but I've seen it. Okay. So do you remember the part, uh, the other actor, the other, the police officer that they, the, I guess they were CIA or they were a black ops group. They caught him and they were in a boating house and they hooked him up to this rig where, was going to make it look like he shot himself in the head. Yeah. Do you remember this part? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this thing could have been set up like that. They probably could have told this kid, look, they probably could have killed his grandmother right in front of him and told him, look, you're going to go shoot up a high school or we're going to shoot up you. Or you're going to go shoot up a school or we're going to shoot up you. You know, it could have been one of those, th- those type of deals. Could be. Could Not be. that, you know. It's not that far inconceivable to, in my mind. Yeah, there's there's um, virtually nothing that surprises me nowadays. I think that they would go to any lengths um, to put on an event like oh, this. Oh, they'll go to any lengths. They'll they'll go to blowing up half the half the United States if they have to, just to just to stay clear of a little embarrassment, as Trump put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, and. Uh, there was one other thing I'm trying to think. See, I usually write stuff down when I'm getting ready to talk to you. And then when then when I talk to you, I actually talk to you. Like all those other points you cover. So I'm like, now what do I talk about now? Yeah. So now I'm trying to pull stuff out of my head. Um, it's all good. Uh, but uh, I had something else. But anyway, listen, man. Listen, have a great Memorial weekend. If you see a vet, Make sure you say hi and tell them you thank them for their service because they are. Oh, I got it now because they are the ones who keep us safe in this country. Um, how about this? Um, the Dems. Russians are killing children in Ukraine in kindergartens. They're bombing them. We need to send them 40 million, 40 billion more dollars in aid so they can protect themselves. Right. Yeah. And then the Dems again. Oh, they just shot up a school in in Vivaldi, Texas. We need to take away the guns. <laughs> the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy knows 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 no bounds. Exactly. Besides that, but we yeah. need to take away guns for Americans. But we left three hundred thousand of them in in um, Afghanistan. That's right. Not, um. I was just going to say, Enoch, you know, I mean, uh, you never hear this argument when uh, you've got dozens of kids getting shot up every weekend in Chicago. You know, Chicago I mean, Chicago shot, shot, shots. Yeah. I put it in my news blast every 
every Monday when I cover the weekend's news, um, mainstream media won't report on it. Won't report on it. Uh, they don't care about gang violence whatsoever. No. You know, it's uh, it's interesting that they only focus on guns, but in reality, we have a problem across the board with violence and, you know, horrific acts. I mean, we got crime up in every single city across the country. Uh, people just being brazen with the way that they are willing to break the law. I mean, especially in these Democrat-run cities, uh, like in San Francisco, people leaving their cars open in a note saying, you know, there's nothing here. Please don't break my windows. You know, coming back and and things are are still smashed up and maybe their car set on fire because they didn't have something of value in the vehicle. But yeah, it's across the board. We have an issue with violence and we have an issue with mental health, I think, in this country. I think the issue is more with mental health. It's not really violence. Well, like, the violence is caused violence. by something. <laughs> so yeah, Mainstream the mental media. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the mainstream um, media, both of those issues. If it wasn't for this lying, conniving, sack of shit mainstream media, um, we wouldn't have literally 50% of the issues that we have in our country. It's yeah. completely another bullshit. When Trump tweets in all capitals, the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. He's not bullshitting. It's true. All right. Well, yeah, listen, I, DJ, I, I actually, DJ, we still got five people on the line, man, and I want to get to as many as we can, but um, I wanted to say thank you for calling. I appreciate it. All right. Listen, uh, you know, we love you and we know that you love us guys. God bless you both. Have a great, great Memorial weekend. Make it count. And God bless America. I will talk to you probably tomorrow, Zach. All right, brother. Love you. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Next caller coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? It's Sterling Cannabis. Sterling, good to hear from you. Excellent, buddy. How about you? Good stuff to you. You're getting a lot of Michigan tonight. We are. And a lot of Red Wings fans. That's right. And Enoch, I prefer the red wing hat to the cowboy hat, just personal thing, but I called that other um, one my code my code monkey filter. Uh there you go. I, that's fine. <laughs> I've, I've got one actually similar that I wear occasionally when I go to bluegrass shows. But um I've got a, a little bit of an uh mind question for you. I'm from a very similar area to you. I'm in Ross Common County. Live on Higgins Lake. Um, so Higgins Lake in itself is kind of different from either your county or mine because it's an isolated resort area. But um, I also, I work in a party store on the lake. And so I meet a lot of people. And one of the things that I have found, particularly more in the last couple of months, is that the liberals have gotten a lot more sheepish. And the conservatives are a lot more bold. And the way I notice this is while I'm at work, I mean, a lot of the time it's slow. I you know, might have a customer or two in an hour. I spend a lot of time watching my rumble videos while I'm at work on my phone. And a lot of you know, people come in, Oh, you're watching red pill. I love him. You're watching 
you know, X-22, I love it. You know, I get those kind of comments all the time. And they, you know, turn into conversations that last for 10, 15 minutes sometimes. That's awesome. A year ago, a year ago, when I was doing that, the liberals would just look at me and go, how can you play that in a public place? I don't get any of that anymore. I've what? gotten I've gotten a number of calls recently from people who uh, just a couple of years ago told me that I was insane, and uh, and they and they they said that they realize what's been happening and that from here on out they're going to be voting for uh, every Republican that they can, <laughs> and that regardless of how they feel about Trump, they know that Trump is the man. He's the one. Well, Zach, if you're insane around here, you'll go nuts. Yeah. So I think you're in good company. But I'm I'm kind of wondering if it's really similar over in Nuevo that it is. I mean, you're an hour and a half away from me. It's um. I spend a lot of time with my hands in the dirt. I live out in the middle of the country. I really don't see many people. Um, okay. I'm a medicinal cannabis farmer. Well, I'm a retired toxicologist from Park Davis, Pfizer, MPI Research down in uh, Kalamazoo. Um, and what I do now is I process for a number of farmers, hence the name Sterling Cannabis, uh, which I carry over on YouTube and I do silver stuff over there. But um, yeah, I don't use. I'm 65 years old, and I use no pharmaceuticals, but I use a lot of cannabis. Same. Well, I'm not 65. I'm 40. Believe me, enjoy those years. It gets bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, another thing, I, with your event that you are having next month, um. Are there going to be day passes available? Um, it's normal campground rules, man. Like, uh, you, as long as you're visiting somebody, you know, at the campground. Cause I, I would, you know I me, just, I'm home. here to see Enoch. I, I, I would, I would love to come to the event, but I'm not selling tickets. I've got a couple, no got a couple of Malamutes that yeah, I don't think they would do real well at the, at the campground. And I can't be away from them for a whole weekend. It's not everyone's cup of tea camping either. Like, I understand that, too. Um, oh, I, I love camping. I, I'm a regular over at the Hoxieville Festival over close to you. I attend Wheatland every year. There you go. Same, same idea, isn't it? Family, community. Huh? Absolutely. But I really, I love the idea of coming over and spending a day out in the country with a bunch of like-minded people and talking politics and just running down our enemies. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to take it that far. (laughs) Well, verbally. (laughs) 
deconstructing with uh, deconstructing with uh, compelling arguments. <laughs> All right. Well, Sterling, listen, buddy, there we got go. we're going to go to the next caller, but I appreciate you calling, oh, buddy. Absolutely, and, but thank you very much, and I'll be talking to you soon and listening to you a whole lot more often. Right. Have Excellent. a great night, man. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right, we've got Trisha coming in next. Trisha from Texas. Trisha, welcome to the show. How are you? Fine. You don't hear my stream, do you? No, don't hear your stream. Good job. Okay, good. Oh, and uh, you, real real quick, before I, I forget, before this goes away, I need to say thank you to Patriot Z, who said, Zach, thanks for all you do. Please give me a follow on Truth Social at Z Mashadani. And I did follow you, Z. So thank you very much. Appreciate you, buddy. I'll see you on Truth. Go ahead, Trisha. Hi, it's really good to talk to you again, Zach and Absolutely. Enoch. It is, it is so good to meet you. Um, I love camping. I've grown up camping. I'm a Texas country girl. And by the way, I love your cowboy hat. Uh, I want to make sure I have your email address right. It's M-A-G-A-P-A-L-O-O-Z-A-22 at protonmail.com. Correct. Great. Um, I haven't taken a long trip since January 6th, so I'm ready. <laughs> um, I do want to come camping, so I'm, I'm going to email you. Excellent. Perfect. And I can't wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to binge watch your shows. I'm sorry. I haven't followed you. I have, I've been following Red Pill forever. And I don't do any shows really anymore. No, no. I, he just posts. I, yeah. Oh, you post where? On, um, where I'm on True Social now uh, at E L E N O C H L E, and um, it's, it's my same handle I was using over at Twitter. I got lucky. Uh, okay. I'm well, on Telegram as well. Enoch's News Blast, all one word. Okay. Yeah. I'll find that on Telegram. I I'm I haven't been able to sign up for truth social because I had an Android phone, and when I finally found out they're on the internet. Somebody's using my handle, Trisha QP Texas. Oh no so, way! Yes. Um, well, it's not me. I never logged in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, just you should still make another account, but just uh, change it around a little bit. Okay, do, I'll call do, you Patriot again. Yeah, definitely. You want to get on Truth Social? Truth Social is where it's at. Okay, and then the the final thing I want to say, and I'll do this real quickly. I'm taking a constitution class put on by Rick Green and Dave Barton. And last night's class, uh, we had a guest speaker. And this is what my um, message to you was. Uh, the girl's name is Joey Lynn Massaros. Okay. Uh, she, she lives in New Braunfels. <clears throat> she and four other people, including her husband. So there's she and her husband, an 18-year-old girl, an elderly woman and some guy from San Antonio who are being sued by the Democrats, the bus driver of that Biden bus and Wendy Davis. It's a free speech thing. And this poor couple and the others involved were not even notified for four weeks after it had gone public they weren't even served, Wow! but their notice had gone out. Anyway, I want to give people her website because even though it says their legal fees are up to $200,000, 
when we spoke to her for about an hour last night, <clears throat> and I think she said the attorney said it could be up to 600,000 pretty oh, soon. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. I'd and, love to have uh, her on the show. You, you, the email you what, sent me. I that, told her, yeah. I told her I was going to contact you and see if you'd get her on the show. She's an awesome speaker. I did send you her website. And for people out there, it's freespeechdefender.com. Okay. Freespeechdefender.com. Okay. Yeah. And you can contact her through there. Um, I think I have her email address. Couldn't find it on the website, but I'll get it. And um, I will send that to you. But I don't know if you get my emails. <laughs> I, I saw you email me before the show. I just. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good. Okay. Well, I love you. Sorry to hold up the time. And it's good to see you, Enoch. And I'm going to find you somehow. Excellent. Y'all right. take care. Thanks, Trisha. Love you, too. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right. Next caller. Um, caller, make sure you mute that stream. And can we get your name? Email me uh, Jenna. Jenna, welcome to the show, Jenna. Go ahead and mute, mute the stream because we can hear it coming through the, the phone. Hold on one second. Oh, I want to mute. Okay, there we go. All right, welcome to the show. What's your question for Enoch? Hey there. Um, thanks, Zach, for having um, my, for taking my call. And Absolutely. I'm so excited you had Enoch on. This has been a great show. Thank you. Um, I would uh, I would love to know. I you know one thing I have noticed, especially from from uh, Trump supporters who who were not Q followers uh, that they have been very disheartened by uh, both um, Trump's support of the vaccines. Oh yes, and then as well as uh, his support of people like Dr. Oz. And I'd really like to know, um, you know, what Enoch has to say about that, and you too, Zach, as far as you know. It, you know, we haven't seen something that's kind of been, this is, this is what our community is saying. This is what our take is on it. You, you hear different takes from different people about what's going on. You know, should we fully trust Trump? Uh, you, know, you know, what should we think about all of this? Enoch, you go first. Um, I, I have, uh, again, personal opinion. Um, I don't want to say everyone needs to think the way I think, but when it comes down to the vaccination, um, I, I don't know what, if he didn't uh, initiate operation warp speed, um, I don't know what type of vaccine we were, we would have got. I don't, I don't know exactly what would have happened. Um, I'd like to think that um, he knew something that we didn't uh, and that also is my same answer with the endorsement of Dr. Oz. Um, through the last few years, we've experienced um, evidence of people being blackmailed, uh, whether it was through the uh, Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell trial um, or even uh, through the Q post themselves. Q talked a lot about people being blackmailed. Um, Dr. Oz being in a celebrity, being in a the circles he ran in um he he's a lot like what trump was before 2016 um you know trump uh, was you know bumped elbows with the elite and he i think i think i personally believe the there's blackmail held on us uh that i that's cut i trump's r really pushing his support for us 
And I, I trust, I do trust Trump. Um, if I was in Pennsylvania, I, I'd probably listen to Trump. So for me, okay. with Oz, you know, it, I don't know what's in Dr. Oz's heart. Um, and uh, I don't know how close he was with Oprah. I know that obviously he was a celebrity. I think that there is uh, everything that Trump does, from my perspective, is tactical. And so whether or not we have a full and complete understanding of what his methodology is or the reasons behind the things he does, I do believe that he always has a good reason for doing them. Uh, And it may be something as simple as Oz on paper uh, was more likely to beat whoever the Democrat is when it gets to November because of his celebrity, because of his name recognition. Uh, Or it could be that there is something deeper there uh, that perhaps Oz truly was the best candidate. Maybe Trump had done uh, a deep background uh, research on McCormick and on Barnett. And, you know, we're just not fully aware of it. But regardless, uh, you know, I accept that Trump uh, endorsed Oz and for whatever reason he did. And so, you know, it's also something that I can just easily move past. Um, as far as his support for the jab, um, I, by supporting the jab, he aligns himself with the left. And I think that for the people on the left, that's really difficult for them to wrap their own heads around. And it makes them think about it in a more critical way. Uh, it also shows the hypocrisy of the people that support it currently, because when President Trump had announced Operation Warp Speed and you know said that we were going to have this vaccine for people who wanted it, uh, they were not in support of it. They said, you know, the Trump vaccine, I'll never take it. But then all of a sudden, once they get power, it's it's something that they're going to force on people. Um, I think that uh, if the jab had not been developed, that there's a possibility they would have kept us in a lockdown situation for a lot longer. They would have taken more of our civil liberties. And uh, also, we wouldn't have been able to uh, achieve the meme of safe and effective. You know, it's clear that it's not safe and effective. And a lot of people have uh, been damaged in a very profound way because they got it. Uh, I think that that in and of itself ended up red-pilling a lot of people because it forced people who had otherwise swallowed uh, the narrative of the left uh, to reevaluate everything that they be- they thought they believed because they were told that everything was going to be fine. Well, lo and behold, you've got kids dropping dead. You've got sports stars uh, having heart attacks. You've got people uh, in Hollywood falling dead left and right. Ray Liotta just died. Um, You know, a lot of people who were otherwise young and healthy and probably would have lived to be 80, 90 years old are suddenly no longer on on planet Earth. And uh, I think that that is forcing people to take a look at what they're being told. And that is positive. However, you know, obviously the jab itself is a bad thing. So you think that that all of it is is just a very unfortunate um, side effect of, um, you know, what what we what we're looking at here yeah you know i i think that um it, it, it was important it was, a great to me, awakening. it was important to me that he didn't mandate it that yes. was the most important part to me yeah i think that yeah i think that can't be overlooked you know it's not trump that mandated it you know it's it's biden and his administration that mandated it it's all of these companies that fell in line behind uh the pharmaceutical companies and and biden to mandate it you know and that's absolutely unacceptable 
And I think that that drew a red line uh, in the sand you know, and, and people had to say, you know, am I OK with this? You know, if they mandate this, what are they going to mandate next? You know, and there is this argument from the left that, you know, you get the jab for everybody else. You're not even doing it for yourself. We got to save lives. Well, then at the same time, they're fighting for the yeah, right the to good. kill babies, you know? Yeah, all for the greater good, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, I appreciate oh. you guys so much. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Hang on, before you leave, you're amazing. Um, before you leave, uh, Zach, I actually know Jono. Uh, she's one of my... Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> she's actually one of my close, like... Uh, friends and uh leave it to her to come in and put us on the spot like that i like it um she does <laughs> she's a content creator herself she does a show that she does called sovereign souls sweet uh, where she does ask hard-hitting questions like that this wasn't set up um i didn't know she was going to call in but since she's here i want to take a. I, I saw in your chat a lot of people were uh talking about the giving highlighting j6 and that's something that uh, Joan Up and uh, another friend, Pianon, uh have been doing. They've been doing what uh, they call the Sing for Freedom campaign. And um, every night in lockup, our J6 prisoners uh, sing the national anthem at nine o'clock uh, Eastern. And what they've been, what Pianon and Joan Up have been doing in solidarity is videotaping them at nine o'clock themselves at nine o'clock singing the national anthem and posting it with the hashtag Sing for Freedom. Um, and I just wanted to give a, sh- a little plug for, for you doing that since you called in. Oh, thank you, Enoch. I appreciate you so much. Awesome. Well, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, thanks a lot for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. All right. Have a great night. All right. Final caller of the evening, Tommy Tatum News, who we actually spoke with last week. Tommy, you're on the air. We're just waiting for your microphone to connect. And there it is. How you doing, bud? Doing good. One second. Okay, can you see me? Yeah, we hey. can see you. A little dark, but we can see you. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm not in my regular place. Hey, Zach, uh, this is Tommy Tatum News. I yeah. uh, sent. You, I don't know if you got the link that I sent you with all my January 6th footage. I got that on from January 6th. Um, I didn't see it, but I did follow you on Truth Social today. I'll I'll uh, I'll go through my email and I'll look for it. Well, look, I, I'll uh, actually. Uh, I don't know your email. I would have sent it to you. I sent it to a link on True Social. I can resend it. But okay. Enoch, I'm not asking for money or anything. I caught the deep state in action. I caught either the FBI or the CIA on film breaking into the Capitol that day with a five-man coordinated plainclothes team. Now, I say FBI, CIA, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, they're all the same to me anyway. But I was also right beside Roseanne Boylan when they beat her to death with a stick. And there's not a day that goes by where I don't where I don't think about her, where I don't see her bleeding out of her nose and her mouth, wondering why she's bleeding like that while she was dying. And they're steadily pepper, uh, pepper gas and this rubber bullets, batons to the head and everything. But uh, it's a God thing. All of this is a God thing. And I don't hear enough people bring up the fact that, uh, that this all is a God thing. And for example, that day, I had been led to go do my own news and to be there that day by the Lord. And that day I encountered so much violence. I was being hit in the head with, and I felt no pain. I felt no pain. I, my only concern was for everybody around me too. But uh, Jake Lang saved my life. 
and you were talking earlier about the J6ers sitting in prison still. There's a good 30, 40, 50 of them still rotting in jail right now. And I'm so glad to hear that you didn't, uh, that we don't, we're going to remember our Patriots this Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, and like I sent you a, an email because uh, I, I heard you say it earlier to your MAGA thing. Uh, and I sent you a couple links. And uh, if you'd like my videos, I'll give them to you for free. I just want people to get, up, to get it out there. And uh, it's some explosive stuff. I, I called the FBI. I tried to give them this footage twice, and they hung up on me because they because what's on my phone will end their careers and put cops in prison forever. Uh, Tommy, if you wouldn't mind, um, my email is just redpill78 at protonmail.com, and I, I I would really like to to see this as well for sure. Awesome, I'll do it as soon as I hang uh, as soon as I get off this meeting with you. Okay, but uh. I, w- I would love to try to come to your thing, you know, but I might be going. I actually covered the guy Reppet trial, the first trial back in uh, March. And uh, if you guys sit through these trials, if, like I have done, you would be amazed at what these judges are doing and what these public defenders are doing to our defendants. They are leading our patriots to slaughter and nobody is bringing up anything. No, it's, I'm not even a lawyer and the stuff that they're doing is absolutely mind boggling. But um uh, I, get, I start getting emotional about this stuff sometimes, guys. Uh, if y'all have any questions for me, I, I, I'd answer it for you. I would love to come on one night, one, both of your shows, and tell you about everything. I mean, I, I, like I said, there's not a day that goes by. I can't work since January 6th. My PTSD is so bad, I cry all day, every day. I, and, and, and it's because I'll go out and I'll talk to people about what's, what's going on, and they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what, did anybody get arrested that day? And this has been my whole life since January 6th is trying to get justice for us because all we did was go to support our president that asked us to, and then our government tried to kill us. And God is my witness. The only violence we woke up today worrying about was if Antifa or Black Lives Matter was going to attack us because we watched them attack sitting senators in the streets of Washington, D.C. over that summer. As God is my witness, that was the only violence that we thought we was going to have to deal with. And I'm, I feel like I'm rambling now. I used to run radio stations, so I don't want to uh, kill the flow of the show or anything. But I'll email you, uh, Zach, and uh, we'll go from there, I guess. Yeah, I would I would like to have you on to uh, to discuss what happened that day. And then also, Pi in the chat uh, says that you need to send that video to Trump's lawyer in Florida who's asking for all the January 6th footage. Ha- have you seen that request? Yes, and I, I called that number and I told them what I had, and they put me on a list. Somebody was going to call me back, and I haven't heard from. Them. Just I mean, try again. Know. Try again. There's probably okay. a lot of people reaching out to them. I don't okay. And also, uh, get in contact with Pine as yeah. well. Okay, absolutely. Uh, I'm easy on all social media. I'm at Tommy Tatum News. I am uh, doing all my work. The Lord's led me to do this work. I'm, I'm not making any money. I mean, the, the, He takes care of me as He can, and uh, I just want the truth to come out, and I know it will. Okay, good stuff. Well, Tommy, I, I appreciate your call, man. I just want to say one thing to everybody. On the last side, monkeypox is just a vaccine injury. They're trying to cover it up, and so don't go out and get any more jabs. Never take any jabs. No more vaccines. Oh, I got monkeypox uh, decorations down and put my Second Amendment uh, decorations <laughs> down. All, All right. right, guys. I'll email you, Zach. Appreciate meeting you, uh, Enoch, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a great night. All right, Enoch, we are at the end of the show. Let me go through the final thank yous over here. Um, let's see. Uh, Pi says, thanks, RP and Enoch. Enoch, what's the most interesting dig you've done since the posts began? 
Oh, Ray Chandler, Ray Chandler shit. Oh, Ray Chandler. Yeah. That was the first video I got taken down by YouTube. <laughs> it was my Ray Chandler video. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie, as well as Ohio Kimmy and another one from Sean Joe. And then Dr. Hoffman says the left blames everything on Putin. It is ridiculous. OK, and uh, Tommy Tatum News, uh, I'm just grabbing the link for you to upload all of your videos uh, from January 6th. That is from Pi. Let me drop it over here. So when you email me, I will give you this Dropbox link. Uh, so oh, I also need to say thank you to Patrick, Patrick uh, over on Cash App. All right, Enoch, at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guests what you would like the audience to take away from our conversation. That that um, we all can be act- more active in our community than we actually are, uh, whether it's uh, getting to know who to elect for your sheriff, your mayor, your school boards, um, really just start to get involved. It's it's the most it's the most important thing we can do the, to put patriots in positions, those positions before the shit hits the fan is going to help us navigate the shit hitting the fan a lot easier. Um, if that makes any sense. It does. It definitely does. All right. And final thank you from uh low country, Brooklyn. She says, follow Enoch on truth social and uh, spell that out. Elenic. How do you pronounce that? Elenical, Elenical, Elenical. I've always wondered every it, time it, I it, look at Enoch. your name, I know it's Enoch, but every time I see it, I try, I like tongue tie it in my head. Uh, the best way to describe it's Enoch, but with an EL in front of it and an LE at the end of it. Okay. Okay. But um, can I uh, quick cover something before we go? Just of a course, quick. Um, course, it has to do with organizing the community. I thought we were going to talk about it for a second tonight. Yeah. Go um, ahead. That's my Green Dragon Worldwide project. Okay. Um, that I have going on in Telegram. I'll just. Uh, it's a. We have over fifty rooms, one for each state, where patriots that want to get involved locally in their community can join these different uh, rooms, where it's only uh, patriots from your state. And it's all only patriots that would also like to meet up to, to talk about how to get active locally. Um, it's um, one of my main focuses. I've been uh, this is my newest thing at the Green Dragon Worldwide Project. Green Dragon, all one word, worldwide on Telegram. Um, I'll share it on my Telegram channel and my true social after the show. All right. And uh, I'm that, that's my bad. I remember that we had talked about that uh, earlier and then I totally forgot to ask you about it. All right. So please, uh, you can get to Enoch's Truth Social through the link in the description, uh, and then you can uh, get to all of his different platforms through there. I want to thank you very much, Enoch, for being here. Appreciate everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Let me drop these gold pills over on the foxhole. And oops. Come on. There we go. Okay. Keep up the hard work yourself, Zach. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right. The gold pills have been released. I will be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our guest, which is going to be my good friend, Robert Beatles, Crypto Beatles. We're going to be talking about the election fraud schemes that he has uncovered in uh, Nevada. So be here or be square. And everybody else, good luck and God bless. I'll see you tomorrow.